welcome to another touch point um we are in week three of our three. holy sexuality series and we had some guests yesterday matt and Lori creek and they were just sharing their story of the way that jesus has worked and brought redemption into their lives um, with their own personal sexual brokenness um, and the way that God redeems and restores, um, that he gives us hope. Hmm. And um, we also had a chance in the afternoon to have them just um, yeah. share a, a workshop, a journey well. And there was a space for questions and answers, and we had some some great dialogue there. But one of the questions that came through that we didn't get to address, which we thought might be helpful here in this space. Um, so someone asked with this series, they said, do you think doing this kind of series is just to start to changing hearts of the church? Is it the adage of how do you eat an elephant or is there more? Great question. Um, uh, eating elephants, right? That's the, how do you eat an elephant one bite at a time? Is, I'm assuming that's what they're referring to. Um, yeah, so I saw, that, um, I saw that question come up on the screen and I was really curious, like, oh, would, you know, could this make it up on the list of questions we ask? And others, rightfully, uh, you kind of pushed past that. But yeah, we can talk about that a little bit this morning um, because I think there is a lot to it. Why are we doing this series? What is the point? Mm. Um, and I think there's probably, um, when I first saw that question, there's like three possible uh, motivations behind the question that kind of came to my mind. Um, and so probably the first one that 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 it kind of struck me is um, almost like a suspicious thing. We're like, why, why are you doing this? Like, are we, are we talking about holy sexuality? Are we, are we, you know, you have Lori and Matt come, we're going to look at all these things and um, we're going to talk about, you know, the gay stuff. We're going to just push it all out there. Um, are you doing this? Because like, is this like a Trojan horse? Like, mm -hmm. are you trying to get this in the evangelical church here, North Canton Chapel, so that overnight, you know, we become an affirming church or we, is, is that really the mm -hmm. intention? That's the first way I heard that. And that's probably more about me because I, I hear suspicion. I'm a little hypersensitive to it. That's me. Um, a second way of hearing that is like, uh, or the, the, the question, like, why, why are we doing this? What are we, what are we hoping for? Um, is, oh, are, are we saying this just to like check it off the list? And I'm going to ask you to comment on that one because I know we've talked a little bit yeah. about that. Like, are you just talking about this to say that you talked about it? Yeah. Which is like, it's not suspicious. That's like cynical. Yeah. Um, like, well, you, you know, you want to be a church that's talking about sex because that's the thing. And so we want to be relevant. And so yeah. we're going to do the thing. Is that why you're doing this? I don't think either of those were the motivation behind the question. Honestly, I think the third motivation is probably the truest. And with this, we're, I'm going to tease this out and we're going to run to scripture. Um, like, it, we're not used to this. Hmm. <laughs> um, yesterday, we were just talking even a little bit ago with, um, with a couple of us. Like, it, yesterday afternoon, I got home. I was exhausted. And we even told our community group, um, said, hey, we're going to sit on the couch and watch football because I am so tired. I went to bed last night at 9 o'clock, which is way early for me. <laughs> what time did you fall asleep last I night? I said it was like 7-something on the couch I fell asleep. <laughs> I feel like yesterday, uh, the metaphor I was telling Miles uh, here at the chapel, I was like, I feel like we were carrying a boulder up a hill over our heads yesterday. It's just it's like, this is a weighty thing. Um, and it is something that the church is not very well equipped for. That's why we're doing this is we need to build a muscle that we don't have yet. Um, 
the church in general, um, and maybe our church specifically, I'll let the viewer or the listener be the judge of that, um, does not handle tough conversations well. We run from tough conversations and we go, well, if we could just talk about what we're really good at, um, we'll be okay. Here's the problem. So Ephesians 4, it's always good to run to scripture when you're trying yeah. to figure out what, what the church is for, right? What are, what are we doing? Ephesians 4 says this, um, and he, so that is Jesus, gave the apostles, the prophets, mm. the evangelists, the shepherds, and the teachers. So you get five roles there. This is massively oversimplifying. Those are church people, right? Those are like yeah. professional church people. <laughs> you look at that and you go, I'm in that list. You're in that list, right? These are people who have a role in the church. And you could say that those are all leadership roles in yeah. the church. Okay, so much more we could say on that. But for now, this gave those, those roles. Why? And this is Ephesians 4.12. To equip the saints for the work of the ministry, for the building up of the body of Christ, to equip the saints. So it's the only time that word is used in the New Testament, which mm -hmm. is interesting, um, that particular Greek word. And, and what he means is to move into perfection, to, to get it to a point where it's healthy. Mm -hmm. And so it has the mind of, of, of training, going to a gym, working out, um, something that you know I don't do very often. Uh, I do like once a year for like a week <laughs> in my imagination in January. I go- In your imagination. I'm gonna, I'm gonna go to the gym, I'm gonna go, never happens. Um, but, uh, it, it is, it, it's, it's building a muscle. That's mm. the goal of, of, of leadership in the church is like, we got to build muscles around the things that we're not good at. And we are definitely not good having the conversation about sexuality Yeah. because most of us would just rather go, Hey, just don't have sex till you're married. That's it. Like we're really good at that muscle. We're really yeah. good at that conversation. We're not even really good at it. We just... <laughs> It's, it's a prohibition. We don't even yeah. talk about why, right? So we don't even have a positive thing to say about sexuality most of the time. Um, so that's why we're doing this series. Um, it's, not, it's, not, it's not to sneak a Trojan horse into the church. Yeah. It's not just to check it off the list and go, hey, we talked about it. We, we talked about it. We were the heroes here. Um, it is hopefully to equip the saints for the work of the ministry. And so that's why um, the workshop was, is made available. That's why we're going to be pushing out a reading list for those that are interested here mm -hmm. in the coming weeks. Um, grace and truth groups, all of that. Um, it's, it's, it's not, uh, hopefully the tone is not suspicion or cynicism. Hopefully it's for, for equipping. Yeah. Can you, I want you though, if you can comment on that, that middle one, because I know that's something you're personally burdened for too, though. Yes. Yeah, so I think even as you sit with this of the, um, Right, as you, you look at the, the tough conversations, um, I think there's the, the two sides to this. One, like the church in general for a lot of these, those who, because they have never experienced it mm -hmm. and because they don't really think about it mm -hmm. um, unless they're kind of forced to, it's this, hey, we just kind of do this. But I think then there are those that, that this is part of their story mm -hmm. and their journey. Mm -hmm. And who asked this question of, so is this just a, a series? And I think what, what's the, the weight that I feel in this is for, for some, um, right? They've been carrying this, this burden and struggling mm -hmm. in, in silence yeah. and in shame. Yeah. And so I think there is this fear in this of, mm -hmm. am I just six weeks and then I'm forgotten again? Gosh, yeah. Um, and so I think my word in that is, as we press into this, is 
is first just a reminder if you're watching or listening, I mean, you do have, right, sexual brokenness as part of your story. Um, and we, I recognize that that is not just something that, that maybe for some, right, mm -hmm. as they hear this, then they leave it behind for that hour mm -hmm. on Sunday. Mm -hmm. But for you, that you carry it with you um, and, and know that you are seen and that you are loved yeah. by God. Um, and, and part of the heart as we step into this is we want to begin to create a culture um, that we can have these tough conversations, yeah. that we can walk alongside. Um, you know, I love Lori when she was kind of talking and she said, no, this is about taking right you in the midst and putting you alongside as a fellow brother or sister in the journey as we mm -hmm. strive mm -hmm. and we look to Jesus, who's our savior, our redeemer, our provider. Um, um, and I think we recognize, too, that, that it, it can be hard because at, at some point, too, I think there is this narrative of mm. the North Canton Chapel is never going to be able to provide everything you need. Only Jesus can do that. that okay, that's huge. <laughs> like that, that needs to be said and it needs to be clarified. Um, yeah. I love that. And, and maybe, maybe if you're watching and you're going, gosh, why, why are two pastors sitting here talking about what their church can't do? Okay, that is a big deal because the, the church is not this, um, we're going to fill all of your needs. Mm -hmm. We have groups for everything that you could possibly imagine. We're going to do everything perfectly. Um, we're going to say everything perfectly. And we're going to say everything that it needs to be said, especially around this conversation. Why is that important for us to not believe about ourselves? Why is it important to understand our limits as a church? Um, but point to a savior who doesn't doesn't have those limits. I'm putting yeah. you on the spot with that yeah. one, but why why is that an important thing for us to think about? Well, I think just in in general, I think whether you're um, if you've grown up specifically, we're making some assumptions about if you're watching and listening, kind of growing up culturally in mm -hmm. American Christianity. I think there has been this false narrative where it's the church provides and meets all these things, and if they can't, we go and find a place where it can. And so yeah. I think it's putting these unhealthy burdens on. A, ministry staff. I think part of this, yeah. we've seen just this burnout in people of this. There's these expectations that you've placed on pastors and staff um, that only Jesus can ever meet, that yeah. we're not perfect. So um, and that's why I think even you see this unfortunate fall into, right, into sin mm. um, of pastors because they've been expected to be something that only Jesus can ever be. <laughs> and then we've been fed this scenario on the flip side of, well, if you come here, like this is, this is all you need. Like, no, like we are limited. Jesus is not. And so I think even my heart is like the culture I want to create here is a space where like going back to this, equip the saints that as you come here, that we're not going to meet every need. And we're not going to be able to create a space as an institution for some of the burdens that God has laid on your heart. Yeah. But I think that's the hard thing is that there's burdens that the North Canton Chapel as a church will be able to carry. And then there's somewhere, right, the Holy Spirit has placed burdens on your heart and given you spaces. When we say make mm -hmm. much of Jesus every day to everyone, that for some of you, it's not when you're gathered here. Um, that that burden is going to be lived out, but it's actually when you're scattered to your everyday places. Yeah, there's like, um, gosh, we could we could talk about this a long time. There, this, the reality of this series, this teaching series, touches so many other things about what we believe about about church. It's like that old game of pick up sticks. Did you ever play that when you were a kid? You know what I'm no. talking about? Like the, it, it was like this little cylinder of of like plastic sticks. They were all about like 10 to 12 inches long, and you drop them. Like you'd hold them together and you drop them 
And what you'd have to do is like you play just like one on one. And like my job was to m- pick up a stick without moving any other sticks. And you're both watching this pile of mm. sticks on the ground. And if another stick moved, I would have to forfeit my turn and it would be your. So pick up sticks like everything touches everything else. And so um, this this conversation, this series, this subject, um, it touches so many other things about church. And so like, why do we preach? Why do we teach? It is definitely not to answer every question that you could possibly have about any issue or conversation. Um, Why do we gather for worship? It is definitely not to showcase this like perfect church with everything like locked. If you're looking for that, please like do us all a favor. Just look elsewhere. Um, Why do we do these things? Like we do these things so that like once a week we come together. It happens to be on Sundays. And we hold up God's word and we proclaim the truths of the gospel because we need reminded of these things. Like this is just this one day in seven centering. And we we submit ourselves to the teaching of God's word and we say, what does he have for me right now? And I need to hear this again. And we don't do that apart from each other. You know, it's it's not that I can go home and just consume somebody's 45 minute teaching on my own and think that I'm doing church, Right. I need the diversity of a body. Yeah. You know, I need to be a part of something that's bigger than me. And so if you're watching this and you're part of North Canton Chapel, that's great. If you're watching this and you're not, that's also great. You just need to be a part of somebody somewhere. Um, and, um, and hopefully it's a body that preaches and teaches the gospel um, under the word of God. I think that's our heart, right? Is, yeah. is um, this series itself is not meant to... to this isn't like a strategic on-ramp for the for the North Canton Chapel to grow. Like, oh my gosh, look at them. They're talking about the relevant things. I want to go there. Okay. Maybe, hopefully. But hopefully what you're attracted to is Jesus and his word because all that other stuff is going to flake out. Yeah. Right? And I, and I think that is the heart. And so even... Yeah. Because I feel like, right, this is good. and But coming back to the reality of our series, and I think this idea of the body, um, I think even the heart behind this of why talk about this. Yeah. Um, because I think we've had a bad understanding of, of what a body is. And, mm-hmm. right, and Paul, when he writes about this, all the different parts. And, and that's where we are saying is that for those who are part of the church in the midst of sexual brokenness or who God has redeemed, or that are in the midst and dealing with it. Um, I think there's the, do I fit in the body? Mm. And I think this is where coming back to like, yes, like you look, right? First Corinthians six and you see like, and such were some of you, but you were washed, right? You're sanctified, you were redeemed. Mm -hmm. And I think that is the heart Mm -hmm. of, and if my story is that in this world, this is what I put to death daily, yeah. Right. That is not the same way you've said watching online doesn't make you a second class Christian. Mm-hmm. Right. That whatever your right, your struggle daily, because our struggle is not right against like there's a real enemy that's right. Still at work. That still is right. Temptation is around us. That If you're saying this is what I put to death daily, mm-hmm. that you still have right a place in the church body and that right. We want to create a space. I think even stepping into this and just saying, right, Ian, the element of how do we begin to build a culture, specifically for North Canton Chapel, where you can say, and I need brothers and sisters come alongside me, and this is mm-hmm. this is the fight that I'm in, and you may be in a different one. That maybe for you, it's it's anger, right, which is a sin, mm-hmm. um, right, or maybe it's pride, which mm-hmm. 
is a sin, right? Maybe it's gossip or slander, which is a sin. Mm -hmm. Maybe it is, right? Same-sex attraction or, right, adultery or pornography, like Mm -hmm. these things. And these are not like somehow the first one's lesser, but it's saying, no, creating a culture where it says, this is what Jesus has called me to put to death daily. Yeah. And there's some brothers and sisters that we don't speak, right? That toxic shame. Yeah, we are for you. But that we than, say, yeah. and we are in this fight with you. Like, yeah. look how good Jesus is, that he is protector, he is defender. Um, yeah. And so that's our, our heartbeat, I think, in this series. And a great question, because I think there is that fear. Yeah. And it's not trying to, right, sneak or turn some quick corner. And it's also not trying to say this checklist of six weeks and you're forgotten again. Yeah. yeah. But saying if, if we want to make much of Jesus every day to everyone is we want to say we're willing to have the hard conversations. We're willing to say we don't know everything, but we want to begin to learn, right? To be learners of God's word, to be Mm. learners of others that, right, as they share, this is what Jesus has done in my life. Yeah. Um, I'm sorry. I have one final word. I do this to you all the time. It's okay. Because you say something and I'm like, oh gosh, that just reminded me of something that and I feel like I need to share. Um, this is going to sound a little preachy, maybe. Um, the, the, the phrase I think that you and I talked about probably, I don't remember, was it 18 months ago, two years ago at this yeah. point? I can't remember. When we first started feeling the Lord kind of nudging us in this direction, um, the phrase that came out in my head is um, pastoral responsibility. And... Um, I, I began to feel convicted that I was being pastorally irresponsible if we don't go here. Mm. And I mean, you've heard me say this, tell, tell you this story in confidence, I think before, where like, I'm going, Lord, I don't want to. I really don't want to, because we've talked about COVID, we've talked about politics, like kind of talked, and we've received all the stuff, right? All the, all the pushback on both sides of all the arguments. And I remember going, Lord, could you just please let me preach out of Philippians? <laughs> like, it's this, it's this beautiful, like, dwell together in unity. Philippians is like the happy book. And ironically written from prison. But this is Paul's happy. Could we just have something easy, Lord? And um, I'm not saying this to, to sound noble or anything. Or like, you know, we fell on our sword for you. It wasn't that. It was this, like... I do believe the Lord is leading us in this direction because he wants to equip this. He wants us to equip the saints for the work of the ministry. Um, I did not want to go here um, because it's just like, I'm, I'm, I'm hypersensitive to criticism. It's just me. You know that. I think we share a little bit of that. And I, and sometimes I just want to like duck, you know, but, but the phrase pastoral responsibility is like as a pastor. And I, I do believe you share this too, as, as does the rest of our staff here. Um, we do not do this for men. We do this for the Lord. And so that means that if, if, if we seek to please him, that's the thing that matters and let the chips fall where they may. And we're just going to move forward in obedience because he's called us to do it. And I'm not saying it's to sound noble because I was resistant. And there's days where I still am. And if, I feel like you might be the same where, where we go, Hmm. Gosh, mm, I don't. Okay, Lord, just get me through it, you know. But um, anyway, I wanted to throw that in there because I think it's important, you know. Even in that, how how do we do these things as a church? Why do we do them? Um, it's not because it's fun. It's not because it's easy. Um, it's certainly not because of 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 good or negative feedback. Um, 
the only the only one we're trying to please is the Lord. Um, and if we keep if we keep our, our vision there on what he wants for us, like we're gonna be okay. Yeah. So Well, thanks. This has been good. And if you're watching or listening and even sitting in this, we recognize that um, uh, a moment, uh, a touch point or a time on Sunday is not going to address everything. And so I encourage you, you can send us a message on social. You can um, find our contact on the website. We'd love to just invite you to a further conversation to yeah, to dive in because we recognize this is hard, um, that there's pains or there's frustrations um, and you're not alone in this. And so mm -hmm. thanks. And we'll, we'll uh, see you next time.